Welcome to At the Root with Greg Kuiper of Kuiper Counseling. Greg is a practicing psychotherapist and holistic life coach who has learned through professional practice and personal experience that without connection to self, real connection with others is near impossible because emotional connection is at the root of healthy living. Hello, Greg. Hello, Stacy. We are back after uh, the kids took over while dad was away. <laughs> yes, you guys did wonderful. I really appreciate it. Well, you know. Um, and I was able to sneak in. I know it worked out great. Um, Before we get started, I want to remind people that if they have a question or a comment, they are welcome to either call in at 425-373-5527, or they can also go to your website, kypercounseling.com, and they can connect with you there and ask you a question or just learn more about you and your practice. That's right. So... Okay, you were off, but you couldn't be really off because, you know, this is serious stuff. And as I as I said last week in our disclaimer, like, we don't know what we're talking about, but <laughs> we're just going to we're just going to go with it. And J.D. and I actually had a really interesting conversation about our experiences Um in terms of vulnerability and sharing emotion in past and present right. relationships. Yeah. And, you know, the two of us were sort of like lurching oh. around in the dark, like, how's it going for you? How's it going for you? And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, we talked about the, the whole illusion piece and, you know, um, the illusion of the shoulds and the have tos and societal norms and that illusion and we even talked about emotion and that um, at one point we were talking about vulnerability and in terms of like showing emotion like crying yeah and men are not invited to typically share that emotion you know kids cry especially young boys and it's like stop crying you know, like right. be a little man, um, you know, or whatever that means. And so, th- I mean, it makes sense that that very often then because of societal gender norms that very often men have that avoidant attachment side, I would imagine. Right. That's right. Yeah. They're either, they're either way back when encouraged to swallow their tears or, you know, or run from any hint of emotion that might re- trigger a reaction. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I remember our son, Will, um, he went through a full year of school where if I wasn't there waiting for him at the pickup, he burst into tears. <laughs> and oh. I was like, stop crying. <laughs> <laughs> um and so now he rarely cries and I blame myself. And mostly for me, it was because I was, it wasn't that I wouldn't allow the crying. It was because it just made me feel terrible for the fact that I was late half the time because I had <laughs> yeah. babies at home. And I was like, you know, for God's sakes, man, give me some grace. Um, but, but that has a lasting On impact. A Right, exactly. You know, because a six-year-old is supposed to, like, totally give mom some grace. Um, 
And, you know, so it's like I see cause and effect. Yep. And then it makes sense then, like, you know, we had talked before last week about what a big deal it was when Steve and Charlotte left their session and there seemed to be, like, a real connection. Yeah, the spark of one anyway, right? Yeah. I mean, it was like... The fact that, like, Steve broke down, I was like, what up, Steve? But it's a good thing. Um, And, you know, I, when they left, I had a lot of, I still have, because I haven't heard otherwise, uh, a lot of hope that it may be something that kind of cracked him open a bit and maybe something can blossom from there. Right. Right, well, and it probably felt that way for Charlotte, too, right? Oh, there is something in there, you know? Right. And and that's important. If we can just get a little bit of hope going on, right, then then uh, uh, there can be some forward movement, some growth, some a chance for survival or whatever, right, of the relationship. Yeah. Right. So yeah. given all of that, um, you know, where where do we go then, you know, they have these, um, they're finally aware of the fact that they're triggering each other, that it stems from their family of origin and, uh, you know, their traumas that occurred and the coping mechanisms that they created to deal with said trauma. And so, so now they're aware of that and they're kind of playing. Well, yeah, they're, yeah, they're starting to be aware of that, right? How their their thoughts and feelings, the ones the thoughts and feelings that each of them are having are being manipulated by triggers from the other, and that's it, it, manipulated. That's a tough word to use because that 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 kind of implies intent or something. And mm-hmm. I, I think this is all subconscious. You know, it's just these triggers uh, really spark of these reactions and emotions from others so manipulation might not be the correct i don't know i kind of like that word though because i feel like in the same way and and this is a bit of a squirrel but in the same way that when you think about like addiction or other things like that it's like that manipulates you into thinking that you need this or without that, this isn't going to happen. And so, you know, like when you're dealing with depression or when you're dealing with these, these traumas, it is really um, manipulating your thoughts and feelings into thinking a certain way. Right. And I think that's the key, you know, for, for, for anyone, but Char and Steve, our example, finding a place of togetherness to work on their connection, right? Realizing that this manipulation of feelings, subconscious manipulation of feelings, these triggers are not intentional, right? They are subconscious reactions falling out of this, this overfull baggage that we've mm-hmm. got dragging around behind us, right? The mm-hmm. ones that the zippers are breaking and falling open and luggage has been the items are falling out the back, right? The wheels are broke off. Yeah, it's 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 a mess. It's, it's basically it's, me going through an airport. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there you go. And, and you know the the emotional place that these reactions come from is is not real. They they are not coming from a place of truth. 
and, and that's kind of what you guys mentioned it last week, but it, it's an illusion, right? That, that both of these folks and all of us do really create a long time ago. And, and it fools ourselves and everyone around us because we're good at it. Um, it's like a sleight of hand, right? Mm-hmm. You know, the magic, or, or better yet, you know, let's call it a sleight of mind. Oh, I like that. And this, yeah. And this illusory place we create in our minds, in the minds of other people around us, right, is a way to cope with the emotional pain that we were feeling back then. So we built this illusion, we're coping, things are working well way back when. And over time, this this, this illusion becomes part of our daily existence and we live in it. It, it is us. And, you know, if you were raised, if any of us are raised insecurely attached, and we haven't done a little bit of work to find secure attachment, then more than likely we're still insecurely attached and more than likely we're still living our illusion right now, every day. And, you know, Yikes. That's not something, yeah, I know. That's not something we want to accept or believe. You know, ouch, the truth hurts. But um, uh, until we become aware of this and explore our illusion, we will continue to run up against obstacles, relationship issues mainly, right? With mm-hmm. ourselves and with others, whether it's work or play or, I don't know, friendships, romances, family, siblings, you name it. Right. Um, uh, it's 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 going to be there. It's like yeah. Oz, right? You have to pull back the curtain and find out that you know there is nothing there that is, is like big and monumental that has all the answers running things. It turns out it's just um, you know a a lonely little man or woman, and um, but still has some power. Just thinks that it needs to look a certain way. Yeah, yeah, and 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 we live that that illusion, making things look a certain way, and and then we try to have a relationship with someone else, whatever it is, right? It doesn't have to be romantic, but any kind of a relationship, and that's when uh, our illusion can uh, connect with their illusion, and and you know. We put two insecurely attached people together in a committed relationship, right? And <laughs> what each, with their own, each with their own illusion going on. And we have the grand illusion. Oh, my gosh. Right? I mean, what was that? There was a Styx song, remember, way back when? Yeah, I can't think no, what it was. Don't remember. <laughs> I, I remember <laughs> Styx. Thank you very much. I just don't remember the song. Welcome to the the grand illusion. Oh, there you go. Yeah. So, so the, the grand illusion is the ultimate sleight of mind, right? These individual two illusions combine and they morph into this more complicated illusion. And this is the illusion that then leads to the critical loop that we talk about. Each partner triggering and activating the other's illusion back and forth, round and round. Um, and it just keeps going. It's exhausting. So, it is exhausting. And until uh, we discover what these individual illusions are, it's um, pretty hard to, well, it's hard to, it's hard to break out of the grand illusion, that's for sure. 
in my work, you know, in my work with couples, I found that it's important to help the partners understand that there is this grand illusion and, and the critical loop is at work keeping this grand illusion in place. But the real work comes with finding these individual illusions that are in play, right? Each, each person's illusion. And this, and this can be a difficult discovery for each of them. To come to know that we're living a life in an illusion is not easy for many, right? No. And um, I find that it can be advantageous if we're able to discover and examine these individual illusions together in the context of couples therapy, right? Or yeah, so that each partner is discovering their own illusion with the help of the other partner. It always does. It doesn't always work this way. In fact, it's probably um, more common uh, the other way. But you know, it's a, a team approach, mm-hmm. helping each helping each other to see and understand each other's illusions. It's not always possible. But when there is this mutuality of purpose, right, this this can really strengthen the relationship dramatically in the long run because you worked on it together, you discovered it together, you made the adaptations. It's it's like an accomplishment together, right? Right. Um, This is the better or for worse. Right. This is that part that we signed up for, right? yeah. Yeah, I like that. But, but it requires experiencing the vulnerability with the other. And, and that's the rub sometimes, right? Discovering one's illusion may be best done in individual counseling and then brought to the couple's arena for work together. And that, that may have to happen, right? I mean, if it's a, a difficult illusion, there's a lot of anger going on. Maybe there's, maybe there's been some, uh, you know, uh, trust issues or whatever. Uh, some people have a difficult time coming to the understanding of their individual illusion and, and doing it in front of or in the presence of their partner. Um, they're not able to be that vulnerable. And so, so it may require individual therapy work for each person. And then as, as they're discovering this, get back together in couples therapy. But I've really found it's, it's really... Uh, really valuable it works really well if both partners can be open and vulnerable enough to dive in and go okay let's figure this out together i'll we'll figure out each other's illusions together um so so you know anyway i've beaten that up a little bit but it's really helpful well it's a big it's a big part of it and it reminds me um there was a movie, I'm trying to remember what it was. Um, there was this great movie where there was a sister and um, and this woman had a like crush on this guy. And it was like a whole illusion where, um, it, I'll find what it is at some point. Um, okay. But it's making me think of like the the woman is engaged to this guy and he thinks that she's like this vegetarian dog loving like um, 
philanthropic person. And really, she's like a meat eating, like grubby, you know, self-centered, narcissistic person. And it's like when you go on a date, a first date, and it's like, no, no, I'll have the salad. (laughs) And, you know, really what you want is like a giant burger. And the illusion starts like right in the beginning, right? You want to put your best foot forward. And, you know, it's like you're so cautious about like, what if the person's a vegetarian? Am I going to offend them if I have a salad? Like, I better not do that. I don't want to spend too much money. Like, I don't know if I'm paying or if they're paying. I mean, it's this delicate dance. And if you're not careful, you can take the illusion with you all the way to the altar. Well, right. And, and and you're also dragging your own personal subconscious illusion, right, with you from from being insecurely attached, if that's the case. And yeah, it's uh, discovering these things is, is, is what we do and it, it works. Um, and, that, you know, that's what we're ultimately shooting for, you know, the emotional att- connection and attunement on a deep, transparent level learning how to do it together right if you can learn how to do this together it's going to strengthen the relationship in the wrong long run but it's not possible in other cases discovering how to be vulnerable in the presence of your partner that can be hard for some people but boy it's if it can be done it's great right oh yeah i'm still working on it So this is what we've been doing with Sharon and Steve, right? Testing the waters to see if they can discover their illusions together, right? My intent is to work with them together and individually as needed, right? And nothing is hidden in any of these individual sessions from the other. In fact, the individual sessions, when they happen, are discussed in the next couple's get-together. So we left off discussing learning to be aware of thoughts and feelings that each are having during the week that may be manipulated by the triggers from their partner. And learning this awareness is key to finding the illusions. So so after they came in and got settled, I got straight to the point. How did things go this last week with being aware of your emotions as they happened to you? We had a bit of a tiff on Saturday, Char said, jumping Uh around. (laughs) Steve interrupted, it wasn't that big of a deal. And, And Char frowned and replied, it was to me, Steve. And before they could carry on with us, I said, do you mind sharing it with me? They looked at each other, and then Steve motioned for Char to go ahead. So my sister called me and was really upset. I could barely understand her through the sobs. Her husband drinks too much, and when he does, he gets really mean to her and the kids. He had stormed out of the house, and she was a mess, and she asked if we could take her young children for the rest of the day and overnight as she tried to get herself together and figure out what to do. Of course, of course I was going to do this. We didn't have anything going on. And I tried to figure out the best way to bring it up to Steve. When I did, he was just instantly belligerent and dismissive. Steve jumped in. Your sister is always calling you when that jerk gets out of hand. You can't keep helping her. How many times have I told you? So Shara was tearing up, and, and she just looked down at her lap, didn't say anything. Oh, great, the silent treatment again. He flopped back in his chair. So in this brief silence, I slipped in. 
I'm going to ask for both of you to take a couple deep breaths and see if you can co-regulate these emotions you're feeling. Just, just calm together. I'm wondering if you two noticed what just happened. And, you know, I'm guessing it went this way the other day, too. Char didn't look up. It did, only worse. Steve got defensive. Charlotte, we got a little snappy, then we put it to rest and moved on. I didn't move on, Steve. I'm still struggling with the way it happened. I asked again, did either of you notice what just happened? We've been talking about reactions and triggering emotional responses from our illusions. I would like for you both to think about what your feelings were the other day. And just a minute ago, for that matter. But let's start with you, Charlotte. And Steve, do your best to just listen to her feelings. See if you can feel them with her. No fixing, please. So what were you feeling when you went to Steve after the phone call, Charlotte? Uh, please tell this to Steve, not to me. But what were you feeling? She looked at him. I felt my sister's pain and suffering. And I just wanted to share it with you. But I was scared. No, don't say anything, Steve. I can <laughs> tell he was about to get defensive. Of course. Pause a moment, Steve, and tell me what you heard her say. What were her feelings when she came to you? She said she was scared. Yes. How do you feel when she says that, that she was scared? I don't know. Sad, I guess. I don't want her to be scared of me. What else did you hear? She was hurting about her sister's pain, he replied. I added, and she wanted to share it with you. That's the part I don't get, he said, getting sucked into the depths of her sister's problems. And then Char just jumped right out. It wasn't about my sister's problems, Steve. It was about sharing my feelings with the person I love. Steve looked perplexed. I explained. So, so back to what really happened. Charlotte came to you to share her feelings and a desire to help her sister. This triggered instantly a subconscious reaction in you, Steve, based on your illusion that emotions aren't helpful and need to be kept at bay. Steve's reaction triggered your illusion, Charlotte, of rejection and abandonment, and, and you withdrew believing that it was no use to continue. And I'm guessing that your withdrawal triggered more of Steve's illusion and defensiveness, which brought on more withdrawal from you. And this kept going on for a while, the critical loop, right? Steve said, that's pretty much the way it went. So time was running out in the session. It always does when you're getting right in the middle of, of course. something, right? I mean, you know, I'm and, sorry. And that's all the time we have. That's all the time we have. No. <laughs> so I summarized with that 
when these situations arise, we want to do our best to be aware of our emotions and reactions as soon as possible so that we can catch them. We're not going to catch them all the time. We're not going to catch them in time sometimes. But so, so we're going to talk about this more next week. I just, I want you guys, as you go through this week, make note, mental note, journal, whatever, make note of what kind of emotions come up for you in response to the other's approach and interactions with you. See if you can notice I, those emotions and those reactions. Yeah, it's so interesting because, um, you know, talking about that whole illusion piece, it's like there is an expectation of emotion and you don't know how to handle it. Yeah. So That's you it. just avoid and you go back to your coping mechanisms. Well, that was Steve, right? I mean, I mean, he didn't. He was not going to go there. Feel feel the tremendous hurt that Charlotte was feeling right there. I mean, she was, and she just wanted to share it, and it didn't want it to be fixed, and didn't want you know anything else to be said. Just somebody to really hang on to her, hold her, and listen. Yeah. And uh, yeah. Interesting. All right. Well, of course, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. We're out of time. <laughs> yeah, there we go. <laughs> um, so I I will be curious to see what happens, and there's definitely a lot to explore yeah. there. Um, in the meantime, of course, if people want to get in touch with you, they can find you at KuiperCounseling.com. They can also go onto Facebook and Instagram and find you. You have um, a contact page, an about. You have... Um, webinars you've done, you have blog posts, you've got the whole deal. So tell them what they need to know. Until next time, Greg. Everyone, just be aware. See you next week. Thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs>